Welcome to Household 6. We are three seasoned Army spouses with over 31 years of combined experience. We have a desire to empower, encourage, and provide resources so that military spouses from all branches can navigate the highs and the lows of being married to America's heroes. Today, we are so thrilled to have Mallory with us. So welcome, Mallory. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, thank you for having me. My name is Mallory. I am an active duty army spouse of almost 14 years. My husband and I are high school sweethearts. We actually are coming up on 19 years together, which is so fun to think about. And I've been a part of his army career since day one. We have three kids, ages seven, five, and three, and they are just precious. And we have PCS 11 times in 13 years, but we've also lived in 13 homes in 13 years. So I guess you could say we have done 13 moves in 13 years. And the fun fact is we have done all Diddy moves, which is why I created Diddy Mama. And I also started my Instagram, Mama's on the Move, to help people Diddy move. So a Diddy move is a do-it-yourself move. And that is where you decide to pack and move your own things instead of using the government contractors to pack and move your things for you. They are also now known as PPMs, personally procured moves. And I can barely say it. And that's why I still am sticking with Diddy because it's just it's easier to say. I want to know where you came up with your amazing Instagram name. The mom is on the move. Yes. How did you come up okay. with that? So creative and catchy was, and I love it. It was so random. How I even started an Instagram was, it wasn't intentional, if you can believe that. <laughs> but I had a lot of friends. So I remember, and I used to have a list on my phone because I had a lot of friends who had messaged me and be like, hey, I want to do a Diddy move. Can you help me? And so I would just send them this list of things and I would help them and they would call me and I would answer the same question like three times a day. Sometimes I'd be on the phone for three times a day. Oh my god! Yes, I'm not even kidding. And but at the same time, remember, I'm also PCSing. And I remember in Washington, I had just had my third baby. He was a newborn. And I was packing my husband. I don't think he was there for most of it. And so I had friends who were calling me. I was on the phone and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to help, but I need to pack. I have a newborn. I have two toddlers as well. So it was just very, I wanted to help. So after that move, I was like, you know what? I should just create this place for just my friends to go where they can see like what I do, give them my tips, that type of thing. So I, initially I just made it for a few friends just to be like, hey, go check this out. So we don't have to spend hours on the phone answering <laughs> the same questions every day, all day, you know? So that's how it started. And then it's just crazy what it's turned into because again, it wasn't intentional. I didn't get on there like, hey, I'm going to do this Instagram and it's going to be this thing and I'm going to have a website and it's just slowly progressed into that. So I'm really honored. It's very cool that people are so interested in it and I'm just grateful I can help. Yeah. I never thought you'd be a PCS influencer. Because <laughs> no. I, I have so many friends now who say that they got the courage to do a Diddy mm-hmm. from seeing how you've done it and seeing your tips and your website. Yeah. and Because you have a binder printout, right? I have a, a several resources. Yes. Okay. Can you tell One us a little is. bit about what's on your website that people can download? Yes. So there is not just, there's resources on my website. I have lots of things like how to pack series and steps for your Diddy move, things like that. But my resources specifically, I have a Diddy binder, which is the checklist of like paperwork and things you might need. I also have a checklist, like things to do. So you can just kind of go down. I also have an open first box checklist as well that kind of goes with it, but that's just the things that you need for your first night or your first week, just anything you might need right away. So you have it right when you move in. I also have a kid's PCS packet, which 
I absolutely love. I think it is so beneficial and it helps my kids so much, but it's just basically a packet for them to get them involved, to get them to help. It gives them a sense of control and closure. And so that's just a fun thing to do as a family. And then I have packing lists. So I have an eight-week plan and a four-week plan of packing goals that you can go through and check off, you know, however much time you have. And you can use that. Get less overwhelming. It's like, okay, what is my goal for today? It's to pack lamps. It's to do this. It's to to do that. And it just kind of takes you through your whole packing process. So, and the reason I'm sure that you made that four-week plan is because you've had a couple really short notice moves, right? Yes. What's your, what was your shortest notice? So the shortest one was a week. And that was, I know that was, and I, yeah, Margo's jaws on the floor. That was the, that was the El Paso one where that Uh was the, you were there for you. And Mm -hmm. I had just had my second baby and that was the first time I was like, you know what? I'm gonna let the army do it. We've already done it at that point. It was like seven times. I have a new baby. I have a toddler. This is too much. And then of course, the one time I decide to let them do it, they're like, we can't, we can't do that for you. There's not, you know, it's not going to work. And I was like, oh, okay. So it kind of forced me to keep my street going. And so we had a week. So I've done it in a week. This last one, I've had one that's been four weeks. And this last one that I just did was three weeks. Oh my so goodness. a lot of really quick ones. So that's also just to encourage people that it is possible. Like it, I'm not saying it's super easy, but you can do it and it, it does work out. I really think the army's just trying to give you a little bit of street cred with your PCSing to just be like, let's just challenge her and see if she could do it in a week. Right. That would be yeah. awesome. I strive to have that, that level of organization. I cannot imagine four weeks out, I'm going to do this. Eight weeks out, I'm going to do this. I'm just like a hot mess throwing things everywhere. I, like, I, I mean, I do that too. I do that too. <laughs> I yeah. do not agree with that, Margot, because I actually think you might be Mallory's twin with your organization and your binders. So, well, yes. I mean, that, I do yeah. have a binder, but in terms of packing, yeah. no, I just, yeah, it's a hot mess. Well, that's why I have my list. It'll help, you know. Yes, I'm going to need it nice next, time. Yes. Next, <laughs> next move, I'm going to use that. You talked a little bit before about you receiving the same comments and like questions. Can you tell us a little bit about your most commonly asked questions that you get in your DMs or phone calls? Absolutely. So the most commonly asked question is your profit. So how, one, how do I not pay out of pocket? And is it possible to make a profit? Like how do I not necessarily make money? That sounds really bad because you're not making money. You're moving yourself and they're able, you know, and they just pay you. They're basically paying you what they would pay the government workers to move you. But there is an opportunity to profit if you do it correctly. And that's so budgeting and things like that. So I can kind of give you a layout. So for your Diddy move, it's based off of your weight and the shipping rates of your location. And they have a little Diddy calculator on, I believe it's move.mil. It's down right now. So that's, you have to like go through DPS and they have to schedule all of that, but they'll come back with an estimate. And so you'll have an estimate and that is your lump sum that you are given to move. So your goal is to budget and everything has to be within that lump sum. Otherwise, if you go over that, that's out of your pocket because that is what they're going to give you. So your goal is to budget accordingly. And then if you spend less for your move, then you get to keep the rest of it. So that's a big one. People want me to walk them through. Another one is how do I know how much weight I have? Because again, to get your estimate, to see if a Diddy move is even right for your family, you want to know how much you're going to get because you don't want you know your weight to be so low to where you are going to have to pay so much out of pocket because you're not going to get a lot back because it's based a lot of your weight. So a lot of people are like, what are my, what is my weight? How do I guess that? And my answer is always first look at your previous moves and look at the weight from even if you didn't do a Diddy move, what was your weight then? 
And then look at your season of life. How much have you accumulated? So you kind of base it off of that and then go for, okay, I've had three kids since then. So it's probably more than that. Or hey, we just downsized to a 700 square foot apartment. So you know what? It's probably less than that. So kind of just basing it off of your space and your family. So talking about a full ditty and a partial ditty, do you think it's easier or like we just did a partial ditty this summer and that was the first time we've ever done any kind of ditty. And money wise, I felt like after the fact, we didn't get as much pocketed money at the end than we normally do when they do it all. And so I'm wondering if you should have like a do it all yourself or like have them move it or if there's any kind of like sweet spot when you can do a partial ditty and still profit. Yeah. So I think everyone should submit for a partial ditty because even if you're just driving your vehicles with your suitcases and your luggage, that still counts as weight. You can still do weight tickets. So you don't have to have a trailer with stuff packed. It can just be your vehicles and what's inside your vehicles. So you can still submit weight tickets for your partial. It might not. And so it might not, you know, make you a ton of money, but I mean, that's still your weight. That's still something you own. It's still something you're moving. Right. Right. And when we're talking about making money on a PCS, like you said before, that kind of sounds weird to say. It's not like you're trying to make this money, but PCSing is so expensive. And when you're living off post or something, you have to put up first month's rent and a security deposit. And so there's so many expenses going into this that um, looking for ways to supplement that is definitely a good thing to do. So when we speak about this in terms of making money, we just want everyone to understand that we're trying to help ourselves help other military families because PCSing costs a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's not that you're making more money than you should. You're getting paid. They're paying you what they're paying the movers. So you're, you know, and unless you're doing it illegally, which of course we are going to say, do not do that. <laughs> right. and, adding to, and adding to your weight and, you know, weighing your car inside of your truck. You know, if you're, if you're cutting corners and doing that, that is when it's not okay to say, I'm trying to make money. But if it is your own items and you have, you're able to, you know, spend a little bit less on your moving expenses and get to pocket that, I, there's nothing wrong with that. I also yeah. was talking, like my husband and I, we just did a ditty and we can talk a little bit about that because you saved us from like a complete chaos situation, but um, it's an opportunity and that's what it is, right? You're given an opportunity to make a little bit of money. You're not fabricating anything. You're not lying. You're not doing anything illegal. And so that's kind of how we looked at it. But, you know, we and that that also just depends on you have to budget. So there's a lot of people who go into it thinking, I'm going to make all this money. Mm -hmm. And they just spend too much. And then they make not very much. And then they're upset about it which happens, but it's, you have to be very aware of your budget. The only time we did it was when we first got married. And so we, we did not have much weight and we did not have a plan. And so we, I, we ended up getting enough to cover our expenses, but I think we maybe came out $500 ahead or something. So but can so I just say like, there's so much yeah. to Diddy moves more than just profit too. I feel like a lot of people focus on oh, yeah. money and oh, I can't. So it's not worth it. It's the worst. And there's, it's like, no, there's so many other benefits. Even if I weren't to make, even if I were to cut, go just even, not make anything, I would still do it. I still think there's so many benefits to your family in yeah. doing a Diddy move. So and tell I us love that too, because, you know, you kind of talked about like giving your kids a responsibility and like teaching them what they can do to be helpful and, and helping oh, them process and- it. Yeah. You're processing it together as you're packing together. I feel like sometimes with the government movers, they, they, it's like a whirlwind. They come in, yeah. your house is packed and gone in three days. It's like, mm-hmm. what just happened? Right. Yeah. 
And I'm not saying that that's bad, but I'm also saying I, I see a benefit in taking three weeks to pack our home together and discuss it together and prepare them together. And it's a shorter transition time. You know, you get there and you have your stuff right away. And that's Absolutely. also, I think, benefits to your kids oh, as well. That's a huge benefit. So we've been without our stuff for over a month before, which is mm-hmm. not nearly as bad as many people. But And the mm-hmm. most recent PCS, you know, people are going way longer than that right now with the current state. But we've had a couple questions from our listeners on our Facebook page that I would love to dive in with you. A couple pros and cons of what do you do? Do you guys own a trailer? Do you service pods? Do you rent a truck? Do you drive it? Those type of questions. So it really, (laughs) it honestly, every family is different and it really just depends on your family. It depends on your budget as well. So, I mean, a lot of us would love to just outsource the driving every single time, you know, hire a pod or you pack or, you know, you box and have them do it but your budget might not allow for it. So you might have to drive it. So I think a lot of it just goes back to first, what are your, what are your, the goals of your Diddy move? So do I care about a profit? Do I want to make a profit? If so, I should, you know, renting your truck and driving it sometimes is a lot less expensive than hiring people to do it. So it's identifying that. And again, just your family. So if you're going to need two U-Hauls versus, you know, a U-Pack, which is a little bit bigger than one U-Haul and just figuring out what works best for your family. So for our family, we've done both. So I believe the first seven, we drove it, we packed and drove drove it ourselves in our U-Haul. But as we started getting kids, it was a little less about the profit because that always made us a little bit more. It was more about how do we get there with, you know, my sanity, you know, mm-hmm. I, like just yep. outsourcing as much as I could in order to get our family there and not be as stressed out. So I say, take that into consideration a lot, your budget and also what your goals are. So we, we, I do love you pack anytime I can use like a service pod to do it for me. I will. Cause so, a lot of people are like, how do you do all that? It's like, you know, honestly, I just pack my house and then I budget for people to do everything else. So absolutely. And having a plan. So I always plan for for more than I might need. Mm-hmm. So I will always have a truck on standby because you do not have to pay you. I mean, check with your company, but for the most time you don't have to pay fees to cancel. So as long as you have a plan, so let's say you're like, I have a lot of stuff, but I don't know if I'm going to fit, go ahead and reserve two if you can, if it's in budget, whichever way that works best and, and go from there, but have a plan for it not to go perfectly because you know what? It, it really, it never goes perfectly. <laughs> That was a great idea because we did not have that plan and it was like whatever, you know, and we were in a bigger city at the time. So I couldn't imagine being in a smaller city and not being able to get that extra truck from like one of the five Mm U-Hauls. But I like the, you know, having one on standby. So how do do you guys have two cars? Do you like tow a car? Do you both drive? Where do the kids go? So we've done it all ways. I feel like you possibly can do it. So we've shipped vehicles before, not Oconos, just even Konos, just, you know, especially our drives from like Georgia to Washington, Washington back to Alabama. So we always, you know, in those instances, we ship a vehicle if it's in budget. And then we have driven both vehicles. We've towed one behind a U-Haul before. So we've done it all different ways. And again, it just depends on your move. Every single move is different. Every season of life is different. And so you can't just say, you can't just say a cookie cutter. This is how I do it. And this is how I'm going to do it each time. I love that. Two things that I think I'll personally take away from what you've said is, is it within your budget? And not every move is the same. And you really kind of have to navigate what's best for your family. One of the other questions we've had from our listeners is what happens when you break something during your move? Okay. So obviously there's pros and cons to Diddy move. One of the cons would be if you break it, like you pay for it. 
they do not reimburse you for that. Now you do want to always make sure you have insurance. Call your insurance company every single time. Every single, like they tell me, I call every year, and I'm like, I'm making my yearly call. Like, what? How is my my policy, my insurance? Because obviously, like if you you know certain things will be covered. Like if your truck gets set on fire, you want to make sure you're squared away for that. But let's just say you're like going up the ramp and you drop your television. Mm-hmm. That's not covered. That is you. And I think that does scare a lot of people. But I promise you, you pack your items so much better than other people do. Our stuff does not get broken. Knock on wood, right? I remember probably only broken a few plates. Um, I remember seeing on one of your last moves on your Instagram that the one thing that broke was like a coffee cup handle. Yes. I was like, that's impressive. I want to see if I can do that too. And I'm not going to say that nothing will ever break. But also I feel like if something does break, I'm okay because I know I took care of it. Accidents happen. And I'm going to do, you know, but if somebody else breaks it and I think it's because of carelessness, I'm going to be a little more upset than I would if, you know, it just happened because. And you, you know that you have priorities about your stuff. Like, you know, they pack all of my dishes exactly the same, but if I'm packing it, I know that like this one's from my grandma or this is my special wedding. Yes. You can take extra good care of what means. Yeah. Or this pottery is really sturdy and I've, I drop it and it bounces. So it's fine. The motto's the same as I tell my kids, you break it, you buy it. Yeah. So was your spouse always like pro Diddy move from the get go? Because my husband is like not about that life. And I've tried to convince him and he's like, do you know us? Like we can't, we can't do it. Yeah. So he's actually the one that started it. We, again, we were married the week after we graduated college. So we were in it day one. And so I knew nothing about military life, nothing about the army. And I just knew we were moving. And he showed up with this moving truck. He's like, let's go. And I'm like, okay. So we just kind of started doing it ourselves. Not, And I honestly had no idea that there was another option, obviously, until we you know, were in longer. But we just kind of got into a rhythm and we we made a good profit. It was so it just went really smoothly for the most part. We have some, you know, obviously we have some crazy stories. But it was just we loved the transition time. We loved just moving and having our stuff. So we just kind of we kind of kept going and it was always a we'll see again what season of life. So I've moved pregnant three times. I've moved with newborns or new babies like infants twice with toddlers and so every season I'm like, we're like, okay, we, we have that conversation. Can we do this? Does this make sense for us right now? And so I, it's and- always having that open communication. So yes, he's for, for it. I'm for it. But we, we still make sure, you know, we're, we have the same goals and our expectations. We kind of lay them out there and our roles and what we can do and we can't do. So I'm interested to know whose idea was it to make the one reel about you guys in your garage waving and then the neighbors or fighting and then you know, their neighbors walk past and you guys like wave. I'm like, that is so true. Mine. It's like, oh, oh, shoot. Yeah, Mine. Like, it happens all the time, you know, when you're just like arguing because a lot of the times we unload ourselves. We usually hire people to load. We'll unload. Yeah. And then your new neighbors walk by and you're having a great PCS fight, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I was like, that is so accurate. Just because yes. like the stress levels are higher and you know, Absolutely. it's new and whatever else. And so I kept yeah. doing that. Like, and you're doing the, the yeah. friend style pivot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always laugh because that's always the most asked question too, is how are y'all still married after doing that every year for 13 years with all those kids? Jokingly, of course, but yeah. Such a trooper. He'll make reels and move with you. So I love it. So right. you mentioned. Okay, he doesn't. Let's just. I'm going to throw that out there, though. He just shows up for the moving part. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, I'm, I'm, like, 
<laughs> a lot of our moves, he's not even around. He loads and helps with the heavy yeah. lifting and stuff like that. So he's awesome. But I'm like, that is your role. That's what yeah. I need you to do. <laughs> yeah. I need to pack myself. You know, before we move on to the other questions that we have, I really am curious about, I think I saw a picture one time about all these boxes that you keep every time you move. And so you're not buying new packing equipment or new mm-hmm. boxes, right? You have everything that you store and keep. How did you accumulate that over the years? And how and where do you store it? Because my house right now, yeah. I do not have I mean, it depends on the house. Again, every home is different too. But we just started saving because you will pay. So a lot of the boxes I try to find. Actually, today I'm not even moving next year, which I don't know how to feel about that. It's a whole other <laughs> subject. I actually grabbed two boxes I found in the recycling because I was like, these are really good boxes. Like I can't just <laughs> let them toss them. So I go around and I try to find boxes that I don't have to pay for. But sometimes you have to pay for like the larger like wardrobe boxes and they can get really expensive. And moving itself is expensive. Like you think, oh, I don't need that many. And you end up needing more and you're starting to pay more for supplies. And that's taking away from your your estimate that they're going to give you. And so we just started saving boxes that weren't aren't damaged, that are really nice, that were a little more expensive. And especially our furniture boxes, because you can't always find boxes or buy boxes that fit certain furniture pieces. And so we'll definitely prioritize our boxes and keep the the really good ones. And as for storing, it just depends. One home, we had a basement, we were able to keep everything. And I think that year we only spent maybe a hundred dollars on packing supplies. And it was awesome because we already had everything, but like in this home, we do not have a lot of space. So we only have a small closet designated for our packing items. And again, you just prioritize what, what boxes that you feel you need to keep or you can't repurchase. We luckily kind of moved right when a neighbor down the road was moving. And so we just went and took all of their boxes from like their packers and it worked out in our favor to not buy any. Yes. And certain stores you can go, well, I don't know now with COVID how that works, but I mean, I've gone into stores when they are restocking and they will have boxes they are just breaking down and getting rid of. So I will snag those boxes too. Recycling centers will have boxes, things like that. Cause it really does add up, especially your first move. And I feel like as you do it more and if you start saving here and there, it becomes less expensive. So the very first one, you'll probably be out. You probably won't make as much based off you have to buy everything like from the start. So I always suggest to just keep a little bit, even if it's not a lot, just keep a little bit because even a little bit just helps for the next one. Like we kept our TV box for years and years and mm-hmm. um it didn't make it the last move because we were in more of an apartment type situation, but that was, that made it really easy and we could feel secure that our big TV, which is probably one of our prized possessions, we love TV, um, was, was okay and was in its original package. Yeah, my husband does the same. We have all of our TV boxes, our Keurig box, his Xbox box. I mean, he just is like the box king over here. <laughs> he keeps them all because we do, I've never put in for a partial ditty before this past summer, but we always, I guess, do a partial ditty because we're taking all of that with mm-hmm. us ourselves. Thanks for that. Right. So now I will know that. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> yeah. So what is your two or three biggest tips? Again, that depends on your family of what you define as successful. But starting early, and a lot of people will be like, roll their eyes and say, oh, well, the military never get, gives us time in advance. They're always late getting our orders, but you do know you're moving. So I always encourage people to start early. You may not even end up doing a Diddy move. You might talk about it as time goes on and, you know, okay, well, that's not what's best for our family. 
but you can still prepare, you can still plan, you can still do little things here and there, like organize or go through your storage items. If you know you're going to do a ditty, you can start packing things in advance, such as seasonal decor or seasonal clothes or your storage, you know, your storage items, your anything in your garage, you know, you're not going to use things like that can be packed months in advance. And I'm not saying you need to go all out and just start packing your whole house because the boxes really don't start to show up and kind of consume our home until about, you know, three, four, three weeks out. But, you know, months in advance, like, like after Christmas, I can pack my Christmas items knowing that I'm not, I'm moving before then and I don't need them anymore. So just doing little things like that will help so much because I feel like people will decide or the army will decide or the military will decide for them last minute, okay, we have to do a ditty move. So I think it just makes it less overwhelming. And again, you don't need orders to start gathering supplies and items just like today. Like I grabbed a few boxes from recycling day. You can start gathering things now, especially if you have a move for the summer. I'm not saying you have to do that stuff like year a year in advance, but you know, as, as the months, as it gets closer, you yeah, to make it. another one would be, is my biggest advice is just decide if it's even right for your family because it might not be. And I know sometimes you don't even get a choice in that. And that is unfortunate because that would be really hard to just do one knowing you don't want to do one. But just deciding if it's right for your family and having those conversations, identifying your goals and setting realistic expectations. I think it's so important to note that no matter how much you plan or prepare, it's not going to go perfectly. And it's just having that awareness and that flexibility of, okay, we can do this. You know, so I think that's that's huge with a Diddy move because last minute things will happen or you won't pack as fast as you think you can and you're getting down to it and, you know, everyone's really stressed out. But it's just having the awareness that that's that's moving in general. And I don't think it's any different from, you know, in a government move either, right? Because I feel like things go wrong and no matter how much you plan. So they both have their difficulties, but it's just being aware that we still can do this and just to, you know, have a plan and have those realistic expectations. Yeah, I love that. I think too, you probably don't know if it's right for your family until you do it. experience is the best teacher because I know we did the partial ditty and there were good and bad things about it. But I will say that having my couch day one in the new house and being stressed out on my couch was a lot better than being stressed out on like lawn furniture. Right? (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing everyone talks about. Oh, I could never do that. I sometimes look and I'm like, well, I couldn't do it the other way either. Right. Yeah. I think they both have their pros and cons and yeah. both are stressful in their own ways. So I feel like right. one's not more than the other. It's just what type of like, stress choose you Choose your want. heart. Yeah. yeah. Choose your heart. Um, yeah. Yeah. We moved to Hawaii and that's the longest we've been without our stuff and we were without it for eight weeks. Wow. And so it was wow. quite hard. And luckily, I w- it was when we first got married. And so I was young and my back could take the air mattress for two months. But yeah, you're really convincing me that we ought to give this a go next time. <laughs> I think Did we should talk about what your funniest Diddy story. Yeah, you was. mentioned crazy stories. So yes. I have so many. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I feel like, well, we've done a Diddy move, like an actual PCS, not just a, you know, local move. Those are a little different than a full PCS move. But we've done a lot of, most of our PCSs have been in such crazy seasons of life. Like I talked about, like pregnant, new babies, my husband gone, you know, last minute. But my favorite one, and I think I've shared this before, but it's been a long time. But my favorite one was 
our PCS here to Fort Carson for the first time, which was in 2009. And my husband and I both had, we kind of packed up. We, we were coming from New Jersey, Fort Monmouth, New Jersey. It's closed down now. But we had packed up and we had decided that we were both going to have LASIK surgery done on our eyes. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> At the same time. I don't think that was two a good days idea. before our Diddy, two days before our PCS. Mallory. So <laughs> this is poor judgment. Deep, right. He had had his schedule. So he was in, so I guess a little background. He was in ranger school and he had to wear the glasses throughout. And he was like, I'm not doing this again. And he, we were moving Birth to Colorado. Control glasses. He was, he was deploying his first big deployment and he was like, I need to have this done. He was leaving about a few months after we were going to get there. So he's like, I want to go ahead and get it done. So I take him and I'm like, okay, well, I can handle the driving and all of that. And we show up and they were like, well, we will give you a special deal if you want to get it done too. So I was like, cool, let's do it. You know. So anyways, yeah, we both get LASIK <laughs> surgery done. And this was again, two days before our move. So we get in a U-Haul, we attached, we only had one vehicle, we had had an attached vehicle to the back of the U-Haul. So we, we drove and it, we were safe. Like we were, we had the okay to go, but as we're driving, it's November. And we didn't realize that there was, this was, I don't even think we had iPhones. There was like blizzard in Colorado at this time. Oh, no. And so we arrive at our home at night and we already had had the key and we decide, well, we have to drop our U-Haul off in the morning. So we decided to unload in this snowstorm with our LASIK. So we have these those <laughs> huge goggles in a snowstorm unloading our vehicle at midnight. I don't even think we had just gotten there. We pulled up. It was just a mess. And we just laugh about it because, you know, we we unloaded. He dropped off the U-Haul in the morning. Our eyes were so dry. We were like, that is, that, we are not going to do that again. That's amazing. <laughs> I like how you're That's, like, you sold me. It was a special. We just like. Right. You know, like, you know, <laughs> Why would it, it was like, it was like, <laughs> I was like, sure, let's do it. <laughs> not really thinking and not really like understanding the different climate. Can you call it so much drier? It, it was. We laugh about it all the time. And then moving here, I was like, because we just moved back to Fort Carson. I was like, I'm so glad this one went so much smoother than our first one here. <laughs> so it's amazing. Is this the first duty station that you have been to a second time? Which no. I know the answer to this, but what what's the experience like when you go back to somewhere that you already know what it's like? Is that? I feel like it's comforting. Part of me is bummed because I do like going new places. I do like the adventure. I mm-hmm. do like experiencing new things and and new locations. But it's also very comforting because I feel less overwhelmed, less stressed when it comes to where do I want to send my kids to school? Where do we want to live? And it also, I feel like I have more friends who are still either still there or have been or civilians still there. So it's just very familiar. It's very comforting at the same time. So what's your favorite duty station? That's so hard. I love all of them. It um, was probably Fort Bliss because that's where you actually. Were. So, so I, so yeah, <laughs> it probably is. And that, and we've been to some wonderful locations. We've been to JBLM up in you know Fort Lewis and Fort Carson twice. So I feel like we've been to these really awesome places, and I love all of them in their own way. But it honestly comes down to the community, and I have I loved all of our communities. There's something I can you know, different seasons of life, just people walk through us through those seasons in those different places. And they all mean so much, but there's just something about becoming a mom. So having your first kid somewhere, your first mom group, and that would probably be Fort Bliss. And I just loved Fort Bliss. Like it, the post itself is so great. And I love how people who have been to Fort Bliss will just up in arms if somebody says something, you know, about it, like, oh, I don't want to go there. They're like, no, it it's is amazing. amazing. We love it. <laughs> Yeah, I I loved it too. I I was telling somebody the other day that I think part of the reason I loved it was uh, 
at the time there was a mission that required quarterly field exercises for most of the guys. And so they'd be gone for a month every quarter. And that, I think that's why I formed such close friendships there Mm -hmm. because it would, you know, we'd have our month of matriarchal society where we had fun eat dinner together and stay out late and do the, bring the baby monitor to the neighbor's house (laughs) and hang out thing after bedtime. No, but I love, I've loved all of them. Locate like, location as in just beauty like Fort Lewis and Fort Carson you can't go wrong with those they're just gorgeous beautiful but they've Are all been you pretty great an on post person or an off post person because that's our next episode that we're gonna talk about we're both so we've done we've done both we've probably lived half and half we've lived off post we we do sight unseen every time we've never <laughs> seen a home before we've moved into them so we've that's probably been gosh We've lived in a lot of off-post homes, but I prefer on-post, but because of our moves are so short, I feel to move on to a post than to, you know, have your water set up and have all of this set up and, mm-hmm. and work with your realtor. It's, so I, I prefer to live on post for the short-term moves because if I know I'm going to be somewhere just a year, I don't want to, we haven't bought a home and it's just, I feel like it's harder to rent in that scenario, but we, we usually do off-post too. So I... I do feel like being on post simplifies and streamlines. And that's, I have a friend who always lives off post and she's like, I just get so much more house. I like having more space and a nicer, newer mm-hmm. situation where I'm like, please just assign me a house. So I don't have to go. Yes. I don't want to do all that work. Yeah. And it's like a built-in community too. Oh yeah. That's the most important. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, always so worried that I'm going to forget utilities when you live on post. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. It's just right. like part of your BAH and you just live there. You know, you don't a lot of the times have to we, do anything. Can have my a lot of times we've rolled up and I'm like, oh my goodness, I didn't call to get the water turned on. And they're mm-hmm. like, you have three days. We'll be there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we won't have warm, hot water for three days. Right. So. That's, I love being able to set my AC at whatever I want and not get a, a bill for it. Yeah, I'm really bad too. We had a maintenance guy walk into our house in San Antonio and he was like, wow, you're living really nice in here, aren't you? And I was like, mm-hmm. it's great. 67. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jealous. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mallory, thank you so much for joining us. You are awesome. I love the community that you've built around this and the way that you've created a resource. Is how has that affected your life being kind of a little bit of a public figure here now having a little reputation <laughs> she's shaking her head <laughs> I don't I just I don't see it that way I just I feel how it's affected my life I just I feel just very grateful that I even have the opportunity to do it and we've talked a little bit about this before but I am not working my background is marriage and family therapy and I just, I feel like it's an opportunity to help families and help them transition. And just, it's kind of like just a gift to my fellow military sisters because moving is so hard. And if I have this information and this experience, and I just want to share it with you. So it's been really fun. And I really enjoy the, the connections I've made. And I just, and I feel like I've made friendships from it. It's just, it's been really, it's been really cool to watch it grow, especially since again, it wasn't like an intentional thing. So it's really cool to be a part of. We've been talking a lot about like finding your niche and your place and your identity. And I love seeing creative examples like this of where you've mm-hmm. created um, something fulfilling for yourself and you, mm-hmm. you saw a need and you filled it. And that's our maybe motto is like, yeah. 
leaving a place better than you found it. And that's Mm -hmm. hope I I hope I can do that. We really appreciate your time. So we definitely need to have you back on sometime to talk about deployments because I know you've been through a lot of those to talk about making friends. I would love that. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Mallory. Thank you. We so hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was so fun to have our first guest on the show. And to have it be someone as fun and knowledgeable as Mallory was such a treat. We hope you learned something that you can use in your next duty move. And just a reminder that a lot of the info we talked about today and even more resources can be found on both our website and Mallory's. You can find Mallory on Instagram at mamas underscore on the underscore move. Or you can find all that information and more on her website at diddymama.com. That's D-I-T-Y-M-A-M-A dot com. Remember, between episodes, you can always find us on Instagram at Household6Podcast or in at our website, Household6Podcast.com. On Facebook, you can join our group, Small Army, the Household 6 Podcast community. We have formed such a kind and fun community and would love for you to be a part of it. Be sure to join us on Facebook for Army Wives Wednesday, where Kathleen and I go live and watch an episode of the Lifetime Show Army Wives. I'm calling it the unofficial Army Wives Rewatch Podcast, even though we rewatch it on Facebook and we don't really talk about it on the podcast. But we think it's more fun this way because y'all can be right there with us and watch it in real time and be a part of the conversation. We so hope to see you there. And we'll leave you with this. Live in pursuit to leave your duty station better than you found it. Household 6 is signing off. Yay!